we all want a level of certainty yeah like we all want to know that it's gonna work all out. the work that we're putting in all the blood all the sweat all the tears is gonna pay off what's the life for because What's going on, people? I'd like to welcome y'all to another episode of the Bailu Campaign Podcast, where we remind individuals on their journey to self-integration that they're not alone. You're here today with your host, Dan and Nate. We got another good episode in store, and let's get into it. What's going on, Guy? How are you? I'm good, man. I feel like for today, I want to be addressed as Nate. <laughs> Go ahead. Be an idiot. They not cut like me, Giovanni. <laughs> Giovanni, you feel me? Man, I wish these people could see my facial expression <laughs> right now. You you should get sued for saying that. Like that. Hey, that's how I'm feeling, bro. They not cut like you? Nope. And what's your reason for saying such a statement? Uh, false allegation. <laughs> that's just the energy I'm feeling right now. So I'm just sharing that with the people. Okay, I have two questions. Proceed. You're aware that these recordings are going to live forever, right? I am aware. You're aware your kids are going to listen to this and know you were a clown, right? <laughs> nah, they're going to know their dad was a boss. Oh, God. All right, that's what's up. So how, so but they're going to see it in real life, too. All so right, all right, all right. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So how you been uh, since the last one? Man, life life has been crazy. Uh, I would say I would start with Things have been, I'm in a weird place, mm-hmm. what I would say, like career-wise, Yeah, because we actually had a conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, we had multiple. Yeah. We had a conversation, and you were like, yo, Nate, uh, actually- Express some truths. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, a, it was a good convo. It revealed some truths and some things that, you know, uh, I had kind of- Knew that my path was leading leaning towards, but I didn't want to accept it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I don't know if you want to share what that convo was. Not really. Okay. Yeah, but it was just a good conversation. Mm-hmm. It was just based around just honesty and just mm-hmm. dealing with the reality of things. Navigating more towards um, the reality opposed to, you know what I'm saying, the... Hypothetically, yeah, how people uh, we want it to be, yeah, of, the yeah, yeah, of, yeah for sure. You know what I'm saying, yeah, for sure, just being sensitive to reality of things. That's all, but yeah, that's good though. That's good. Um, I think by next episode, you'll be able to go more in depth on that, yeah, yeah, because it's still sure. a transitional stage. That's why I'm like, nah, I'd rather wait off than to speak on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's what's up. That's what's up. <clears throat> Yeah, so today we're going to be talking about the episode. Hold on, what about yourself, bro? You... Oh, man, I thought he was just going to skip me. Uh, I'm good, man. I'm good. Um, I'm in a... I'm, I'm cool. Life is cool. I don't got no complaints. Everything is what it is. Um, yeah, I've been... I've stopped. One thing I did change since, like, last time is just being more... Just not writing off things that um, I'm naturally good at and that could bring me a bag um, and just like embracing certain things mm-hmm. is not long term. It may be they're lucrative right now. Yeah. So I'm like, hmm, might as well just utilize that right now because mm-hmm. uh, I know where I'm going to be later on down the line. 
for sure. And it's been going like great ever since I started doing that. Yeah. Like opportunities has been falling out the sky. For sure. On the rail. So yeah. yeah. I think it's I think the lesson, probably the biggest lesson probably both of us kinda learned since the last episode is just about timing. Yeah. Um and just respecting the timing of Of your life. Yeah. That's what I had a friend who told me that. She said I don't know, but basically she told me it was Raven. Shout out to Raven. You're a good you're a good woman. She told me like trust the divine timing of your life. Yeah. You feel me? And just trust what's going on is I guess meant to go on. Uh, yeah. And you are where you are because you're supposed to be there. Um, mm-hmm. Cause that's what you need to be able to move forward sometimes. It's just to accept like, all right, this is where I'm at. So how am I gonna get to where I wanna be? For sure. But if you crying all the time about where you at, you ain't even putting no work towards where you wanna be and you stuck mm-hmm. in, you know what I'm saying, and fighting the reality of your situation or whatever that is. For sure. Yeah, so we've been talking for five minutes. This is bad. Let's get into it. All right. <clears throat> Excuse me. So um, the episode for today is based around the most recent article that was recently released titled Savior versus Seed. And the gist of that is that you might have to save yourself that I got from it, just to summarize it up, is mm-hmm. um, it's your responsibility to save yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, there are things that you could do outside of you to increase your chances of you being able to be the savior in your life and also to increase your, I guess, to make your process more smoother is what I would sum it all up as to be, Mm -hmm. to make your process a little easier on yourself. But that doesn't take away from the work that you're going to have to do um, in order to play the superhero in your own life movie. So savior versus seed, man. What does that mean to you? Well, what what inspired this one? Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, just kind of what my journeys has been like over the past the years. Mm-hmm. Like uh, networking has really always been kind of my thing. Like ever yeah. since I got to college, right? I've heard. Um, you know, I was big on going to networking events, uh, big on connecting and building relationships with people. Yeah. But since this year of me transitioning back home, uh, my networking life definitely took a deep dive in terms of like not going to as many events as I used to. Okay. And really, it was birthed out of the idea of, okay, Nathan, you have to save yourself. Um. And this article came out of like that conflict between when is networking appropriate? Like what is the purpose and what was what is the intent of networking? Um, what place does and what role does networking have in our lives, in our professional lives, in our career? Mm-hmm. And really what I came down to was, like you kind of mentioned, we all are supposed to save ourselves. Yeah. But within that, there's still value in relationships. Mm-hmm. So that's, in essence, what the spirit of the article is rooted in. Okay. Okay, cool. Um, I think it's really different because we have two totally opposite views and For sure. approaches to networking. Yes, we do. Whereas you're 
what you even mentioned in the article known as like master network net, networker mm-hmm. is even funny because like this past Monday we actually went to an event mm-hmm. and I was with uh, Armani and she mentioned she's like she said she came up to me right it's mm-hmm. after we had like walked away from the bar she came up to me she said do you network and I said sometimes and she was like oh really how come I was like I mean I just do it if I feel like if I don't feel like networking, mm-hmm. I don't. But I could like network like crazy if I want to. It's just mm-hmm. I just don't be caring to. She's like, oh okay. And she points to you. Well, <laughs> you you was away talking to some people at this point, right? Yeah. But she points to you. She said, him, Nate, he's like the king networker. <laughs> I had to learn how to network just from going out with him. <laughs> and it's like you're you actually have that title in real life of being a master networker. Where with me, I'm like. I network if I want to. Mm-hmm. Like nobody in here probably holds the. I don't really look at people as holding a key to my destiny or mm-hmm. to my future. It's kind of bad because mm-hmm. um, I probably did miss out on some doors getting unlocked that could have sure. been easier instead of me having to like fight and beat down a door. But <clears throat> yeah, my approach is like. If I want to network today, I'm a network. We're going to get busy. We're going to get to know each other. If I don't mm-hmm. feel like talking to nobody, don't look my direction. Let me yeah. be. Let me just enjoy whatever's going on, right? So with you, that master networker, why? What what gave birth to that? Um, Just when I look over, because I guess going into college, right, you know, everyone said your network is your net worth. Yeah, And like sure. going into GGW, right? Les Brown. <laughs> going into GGW, right? Like- uh, the background I'm coming from is very different from the people that you was with, for sure. When I was with, right? So I knew that, like, I would be able to learn a lot and grow a lot just from being in a different and new environment, mm-hmm. right? And it would, and by virtue of that, I'll be able to get to eventually where I want to be. And I never took it, and I wouldn't say, like, I'm very far from like a social climber. Yeah, like I'm not that type of person who just wanna. Meet people just because I think you're cool. Yeah. Um, if anything, if if people gassing you, I probably don't want to meet. You. Not, I'm not saying I don't want to meet yeah, you. Yeah, I know but what you mean. Like, it's like it can't. They can't be that. Type yeah, I'm not saying I'm not gonna be like one of those people who's pressed to type of meet you. Yeah, because I like just pressed to meet you. You know what I'm saying? Talking to everybody just because you never know. You really never know. Uh, the value add people have in your life. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, just even thinking about, like, one of my homies, Wadness, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I met him randomly at a Twitter event, right? Okay. I wasn't even going to go to that event. It was one of my older homies, because I didn't get, I didn't RSVP to that event. For sure. And we, me and my man's choir, we just was like, man, we're going to try to go and try to get him, right? I met him there. We've been cool since. And like, it's been a lot of things he told me like, yo, he was the one who got me writing on Medium. Mm-hmm. I didn't know about Medium. He's like, yo, Nate, start writing on Medium. He's like, yo, you know there's publications on Medium? You should start submitting to publications. So it's like, it's a lot of people that I've met just through networking that I probably would have never met in life yeah. that have, even if it's it's not like, Medium hasn't like made me billions of dollars, but it's- Helped me grow in a lot of ways, right? Sure. So I've always seen networking as access to information, um, 
access to potential resources, mm-hmm. access to knowledge, and just a way to grow. Uh, because we all have our different perspectives. We all know something, and we all can add value to each other. So um, that's always kind of been my mindset and why I enjoy and see the value in networking. Okay. So that's the initial stages, right, where you're like, okay, um, I'm in a new space, new new part of my life. Mm-hmm. I'm going to grow my network and make that equivalent to my net worth. Yeah, right? yeah. you know, they say your network is your network. Yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> Which, I mean, it's, it's some truth to that. Yeah. Um, But I think it's more in, in terms of like your immediate like circle and things of that sort. Mm-hmm. It's like, who are you spending your most time with? Because you could know a million mm-hmm. multi-millionaires, but if you not around them every day and stuff like that, they're but, they're part of your network, but they're not active. It's like who you active with. I think that's that's like the differentiating factor. But even at that, bro, like think about how many um people <sighs> What you trying to say? Cause I was gonna say like, okay, but this is a little different, but it is like say NBA players, right? Uh huh. Say some of their homies. Right, Listen. they're around a multi-millionaire, but they're that's not really changing their financial situation necessarily. But that's only one too, at that. Yeah, you're right. So it's different if you if you're around one, mm-hmm. and everybody else is in this. All right, so look at it like this. Right, let's just look at it like from an analytical statistics mm-hmm. way. Right, mm-hmm. if there's there's a, a whole entourage, including the Rain Man. It's 20 of y'all, right? Mm-hmm. If 19 of y'all are on X level in life and the Rain Man, the ball player, mm-hmm. is at, you know what I'm saying, the high elevated level, at least on the financial standpoint, yeah. um, y'all outnumber him in terms sure. of his influence. You Unless mean. he's like a super leader, he's super like, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. knows how to empower y'all and set y'all up so y'all can get something going, mm-hmm. y'all outnumber him. So if he has an opinion, there's 19, excuse me, 18 other in pulling in the opposite direction For sure. that could outweigh him. You feel me? His influence is like not as dominant as you would think. He has to. You have to be a certain type of person to be the only one winning around a bunch of other people who are not and be able to pull everybody up. You're like that's you're not a regular human if you're able to do that, honestly. Like it takes like knowledge. You have to know how to lead. You gotta mm-hmm. like learn, you know what I'm saying, how to get people rowdy because all 18, 19 people, whatever, in this example, they all might need individual attention to be yeah. able to elevate them up. So you could give out general game that you think is helping, but it's not really helping because some might need more than others. And you always got to remember, some people like to be coddled, unfortunately. For sure. You know what I'm saying? Some people want to be rock a baby through life. And For sure. You got to put that into consideration also. So that's just my take on it. No, I, I agree. I know. I, <laughs> I don't agree. <laughs> hey, it's too late to apologize, man. <laughs> too late. But yeah. <clears throat> so there's a, there's a byproduct of... Um, this networking, either networking or choosing not to network, there's a byproduct of this stage of life, which could be born, 
which is uh, referred to as the savior complex, right? Mm. And the savior complex is the um, the belief that you need something, I'll, I'll add, or someone outside of yourself to move forward. Um, and that's by Sarah Luco. Shout out to her, whoever that is. But yeah, that's a um, that's a real thing. That's a real thing. And we see that all the time, mm-hmm. you know? And the crazy thing for me about the savior complex is it requires you to play a victim. Hmm. If you ask me, in my opinion, it's it requires on, that a little bit. on what I mean by that. Yeah. Um, so for you to say you need to be saved mm-hmm. and for the source outside of you to be saved, it's sort of, in my opinion, relinquishing your power, saying that you don't have what it takes, you feel me? Mm-hmm. Um, and when I say it requires you to play a victim, it's to, because bef- bef- at least for myself, before I give away my power in situations, mm-hmm. I've looked at every possible way that I could retain my power, right? Mm-hmm. Like, how can I make this work? Like, I'll like stay up, you know, I'll stay up for days trying to figure something out if I really get deep into it. I won't mm-hmm. eat, I won't sleep, nothing. So when I get to the point where I'm like, dang, I can't do it. It's like defeat, kind of. It's like a man mm-hmm. to defeat, in essence, to me. Um, that's why I said that. It's like you're kind of playing a victim because you've, you've, you've accepted the fact that there's nothing you could do, kind of. Yeah. And the I- only way that I could get back up is through... This outside source. I agree. I think that's at the extreme end of it, though. Okay, that probably is a little extreme, but yeah. I'm a man of extremes. <laughs> so go ahead, give me a more rational I think standpoint. The it can be something simple as like, man. Um, let's say you never had any professional experience, right? Yeah. Like when I in high school, my only job was Chick Fil A. Yeah. Right. And now I'm trying to work at a bank. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, man, I really want this opportunity compared to my... Cashier at (laughs) Chick-fil-A. Compared to my, like, colleagues or, you know what I'm saying, like, my peers, I'm nowhere near um, qualified, right? Okay. In terms of on paper. Okay. Right. So you're hoping that maybe like, man, if I network with this guy, this guy likes me. Mm-hmm. Maybe he would be like, man, it's a solid guy. Let me let me bless him with this opportunity. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And it's like, um, it's okay. In my opinion, it's okay for a lucky break to meet you, but- Sometimes I think some of us, are, I at least speak for myself, there's been times where I was just out here searching for my lucky break. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like I think that's a difference. Or just like, man, okay, is this going to be my lucky break? I feel you. you know what I mean? Like, okay, is this what is going to take me to the next level? Is, mm-hmm. this, is this relationship, is this job, is this potential job going to take me to the next level? Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, Throw away the idea that you're going to know that this lucky break or this idea is this break is coming. Mm-hmm. Just continue to put in the work, mm-hmm. right? Continue to grow, continue to be your best self. And like if an opportunity that you may not have necessarily deserved or on paper yeah. comes your way, 
appreciate it, accept it, mm-hmm. but you shouldn't be actively just like, okay. Like after you see it. Kind of yeah, like. I need a lucky break. I need a lucky break. Yeah, yeah, thirsty. Yeah, yeah. I got got something to speak on that when you're done. Yeah, if I'm done, go ahead. For real? Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I ain't ain't cut you off. Nah, nah, you good. I was done. Oh, okay, cool. So, like, just like listening to you speak or whatever, the main thing I keep hearing is just like, you have to know your intentions behind how you're moving Mm -hmm. and how you're approaching things, right? Yep. So, I saw that actively this past week, right? So this past week or whatever, there's this conference for uh it's like engineering conference, these people that we know this company, and we've been helping them out over the years when they come to town to mm-hmm. like the Washington DC area. We help them like plug them up, get people to help them run their programs or whatever. So they have like an annual conference and um a couple of us we just like they hit us up so we could pull up and you know say mm-hmm. help them out, whatever, fly us out with the whoop. So we was like, all right, bet. Uh we get free attendance to the conference. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying a lot of free ninety nine, and it's a it's a free little trip. So we're like, all right, yeah. cool, let's go. So we went to the conference, right? And when I went, they have like career fairs and all that. So of course I'm gonna utilize that. I'm gonna go meet some people, right? So what I did on paper was I wrote down my intention mm-hmm. of interacting with these people. Yeah, because going to a space where you know people are thirsty, like. You know what I'm saying? Like, people go to career fairs and these events, they're bloodhounds, bro. <laughs> they're worse than the dogs that go searching for, you know what I'm saying, bounties sure. and people. Like, they're bloodhounds. I'm talking about, just think of it. Think of it. Because we happen to sometimes take away the human interaction yep. when interacting with humans. Mm-hmm. Like, you always got to keep on front street, like, hey, this is another person, too. Like, yeah. you might have to check yourself in the midst of your interaction just to remind yourself, like, bro, or sis, this is a person that yeah. I'm across, you feel me? Like, nobody likes being hounded yeah. for something, mm-hmm. you feel me? Especially me, like, being a being a person who is pretty given, mm-hmm. When somebody's pressing me, like, I don't like to be pressed out. I always say that. Like, For sure. You can't press me out. If I'm helping you, it's on my time. You got to wait. You can't press me out. For sure. And when you start pressing people out and all that, you're becoming more in tune with yourself than, like, with being present with what's going on, you feel me? And mm-hmm. being attentive to maybe their reaction and needs and responses. So going in, I was like, all right, how do I make sure I'm not thirsty in a bloodhound? Yeah. You're saying being seasoned. I was like, I'm gonna write down my intention. So I wrote down my intention. It was like, when I interact with these people, I want to talk to them as a human. You mm-hmm. feel me? I want I'm gonna communicate my value and what I have to offer, yep. but also be open to you know what I'm saying there and also and be respective to the point that everyone else is coming at them wanting something. So if I have something I could give, do that, make sure I do that also instead of yep. just being a taker. I'm talking about I ain't even go crazy trying to talk to people, yeah. but everybody I talked to just off of that approach, like fell in love with me just because yeah. I wasn't like pressing their front line, putting a gun to their head, like, yeah. hey, I need an opportunity. It's like, yeah. cuz, like, my whole demeanor was like, bruh, this is me. This is what I'm about. What you about? Mm-hmm. All right, cool. If we can help each other, cool. If we can't, I ain't tripping. I'm good. Mm-hmm. And I saw people go crazy, bruh, and I walked away with more. Than people that was running crazy like chickens whose heads was cut off. Yeah. So that just goes back to like being intentional with these people and understanding that 
building a relationship is not when you walk into a space just ready to take from it you're not really there to build a genuine relationship or connection sure. you're there to extract cuz sure. to have it be a genuine connection and a value you have to give something mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying whether it be you allow the other person a chance to speak bro <laughs> you feel me sure. like ask them how they do how their day is you feel yeah. me even ask their name like yeah, but you can't sure. just be thirsty. Like it backfires on you. Yeah. And I think one thing I am blessed where I'm lucky, I guess this is probably just coming from like my younger age of just knowing how to talk to people. For sure. Especially like dealing with women and knowing how to not like portray my thirst not be thirsty, like yeah, in terms of interacting yeah, with women. Play it cool. Yeah, just play it cool. Like yeah. I know how to talk to people where it's like, oh yeah, Nate, cool. But, and in the interaction, I know it would be very genuine in, in that moment. But sometimes yeah. on the back end, when I'm thinking about, okay, like, man, this is where I am right now. Okay, who did I meet today? Yeah. I'm like, man, okay, I met this guy or I met this lady. Yeah. Man, yo, if that opportunity goes through, yeah. <laughs> we like, lit. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? We big lit. And, you know... uh, it's funny because we were in the car, right, just recently. Yeah. And we were just talk you were just talking about like, yo, Nate, I don't get excited about uh potential work opportunities. Yeah, yeah facts. And like me, I'm like, yeah, all right, bet. Like, potential, okay, I could do with potential. Yeah. Okay, I don't I don't do potential. <laughs> I don't do hypotheticals. If we not talking numbers, contracts are being flown, RFPs are being made, uh-uh, you're not gonna get me excited off of your yeah, I'm you know saying we're gonna do this now, but in the future though, I yeah. could die tomorrow. I'm not about <laughs> to get excited. Yeah, and I think it's it's actually funny because it's it's helpful because you know sometimes I get like super excited. Yeah. And then like I I get and Danny just ground me like, yo, Nate, chill. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm here for, my brother. That's that's for what sure, it's about. For sure. You know, because um, the thing is. That excitement that you bring is mm-hmm. necessary. Yeah, yeah. Because exactly. in the moment, I show that I don't care, but you show excitement. <laughs> yeah, so you balance that out. Mm-hmm. But after, it's like, all right, I'm able to bring you back down yeah, to earth. Like, for all right, sure. let's let's be realistic here. For but sure. in the moment when we're in front of people and having meetings and stuff, it works because when they say that. They're used to getting excitement. Mm-hmm. So the fact that I'm just like stoic in the moment, it helps yeah. that at least you're smiling <laughs> or something. It provides. But I, and it's funny because it's like in me and Danny's conversation a while ago, I was like, all right, Nathan, I need to do in any of our like uh business or any type of dealings, Nathan, you need to be doing what your gift is and focusing on like what you're good at, right? Yeah, for sure. So like when do Got super when I got super, I felt myself getting super excited. I could tell Danny was like, All right, Danny's like, "Mm, What's the numbers? At some points, I was like, All right, so Danny, what you think? You know what I mean? I like, I let instead of leading with my excitement and just letting people think they could just swindle us like we some kids or something, I would defer to Danny, like, Yo, okay, so where's your head at? Like, does this make sense? (laughs) And he'd be like, uh, so numbers, <laughs> but nah, it's it's important. But we getting a little off track. But anyway, for sure. For sure. Uh, but yeah, so um, so with the savior complex, 
mm-hmm. you're able to define two extremes yep. when it comes to uh, networking. And I think we should tap into those real quick. Yep. So the first extreme is the statement, your network is your net worth. Yep. Um, should I read Eric's quote? Nah, you could just say the rule associated okay. with it. Okay. So the rule for that one is your network is not a substitute for the process. Yep. Let's tap into that. Yeah. So I'm going to just go straight to the example okay. of me and my mentor okay. um, because- you know, one thing I've definitely learned is like, you know, success, no one can give it to you. Like, For you have sure. to earn it, yeah. right? Like, people can give you, I know a lot of times people say, like, I don't have the resources, I don't have that, but mm-hmm. people, people can give you all the tools, and you still but you still know. have to do the work For sure. at the end of the day, Yeah. right? So, like, one of my OGs I met, when I say doing very well in real estate, man, yeah. Stuff a bag boy, bro. <laughs> I'm talking about like his monthly cash flow in real estate, bro. Some people don't make that in a year, two you, years, you know, huh? Two years. I mean, there's some people who may not make it in two years, but it's wow. definitely people. It's like some people's yearly salary. Kill his month. monthly. Wow, right? So, like when we had first like connect, he's like, yo, like we just. Like, had a good vibe. You know, I was just kind of sharing about myself. Mm-hmm. He's sharing about himself. Okay. He's like, yo, Nate, like, like you know what I'm saying? Like, I definitely, not trying to, like, hype me up in yeah. a way, but he was like, yo, Nate, I really see, like, a lot of potential in you in terms of, like, what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. He was like, man, like, one day I'm going to definitely see you in the Washington Post. I was just like, that's so random. Like, who just says, like, I'm going to see you in the Washington Post. Yeah, for sure. But, like, even when his personality, like, He's a very chill, mellow dude. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So like when he said it, I was like, okay. Like that's what's up. He must mean it like yeah. from it's coming like from a genuine, genuine place. place. Yeah. It's not coming from like a I'm just trying to talk to this kid's head yeah. up. Cause you know, there are those old folks who try to yeah, do that too. Those bozos. <laughs> yeah, but anyways, you know, I'm like, all right, cool, bet. I'm like, all right. I'm enjoying our, you know, your interaction. Our interaction. So like you know, over the past year, we've met up several times, and it's like it's always bittersweet because it's like, in some of those moments, man, I were I was down, and like imagine sitting across from someone who, literally without sweating, without like any effort, with it would do like zero harm to them, could like save you from the process. Yeah. And it's like, damn, but he can't. But it's at the other sense, it's still is like motivating because I know where he comes from mm-hmm. and what he's overcome. So it's like, man, sure. Nate, if you just keep pushing, it's still possible. You know what I mean? So, sure. um, yeah, man, it's 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 tough because we all we all at the end of the day, like, no one wants to go through. Yo. All the courses people buying. It, right? Everything. <laughs> the ebooks. Bro, ebooks, books people read, like you feel? all the podcasts. Yeah. Like Things you all the sell. YouTube videos, man. TED Talks, everything. Bro, everything. You want some certainty. That's that's that sums it up like perfectly. It's like, bro, I just want to know that I'ma be okay. Yeah. But within that, sometimes 
instead of looking within and saying like, all right, man, I'm going to still push through. And if it works out, it does. If it doesn't, whatever, you start to look outside like, okay, how can I guarantee that it's going to be okay by this person saving me from the process? Yeah. You know what I mean? So I think that was one of the, that was one of the obstacles I really had to overcome Mm -hmm. this year and just saying, okay, Nate, no one's, you shouldn't, first you shouldn't want anyone to save you from the process because the process is what makes you great. For sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. The process is what makes it sustainable. Yeah. And all that I've learned over this year, like the lessons, man, whew. There's a lot of mistakes that I know I put probably would have made later down in life, like yeah. in my 30s, 40s, when I'm really touching more money. Yeah. That the chances of me making them are very slim because you I learned. Now. Yeah. You know what I mean? So For sure. I don't know if you had anything to touch on that. No, I don't got, I don't got nothing to add to that. Because um, it's, it's just, like I said, you were able to sum up the mindset. With that one line, you yeah. feel me? We just want some certainty. Yep. And spending time searching for certainty seems like a better investment than spending time accepting <laughs> the reality sometimes. Like, it's, for sure. you know what I'm saying? You would rather be like, nah, I'm a man. If I get under this person's wing, who's lit? <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> we taking off. <laughs> we taking off. Hey, what's a good airline? This ain't no this ain't no spirit. This is uh this is Delta. This is Delta. This is Delta. We got Boy. the Delta Lounge, everything over Emirates. here is lit. You Emirates. hear me? You hear me cause Yeah, bro. All reward points where like that time is better just sitting with yourself, like dang. Okay, nobody's gonna save us. Mm-hmm. Let's work on accepting that. Yeah. Because I think once you accept that, you move you move better also. Mm-hmm. You move better, you navigate the game better. Cause as long as you're waiting for your savior, there's going to be some things that you won't do. There's mm-hmm. going to be some risks that you won't take. Yeah. There's going to be some positions you won't put yourself in because you're thinking like, I don't have to do that because as soon as I find my savior, I'm going to be good. I'm not going to yeah. need that that part of the process. You're going to avoid some part of your process. Mm-hmm. So my whole like take on that is the... Faster you're able to accept the fact nobody's come to save you, yeah. the better. And it's even crazy how we had a conversation one time where we was like, dang, bruh. Like we were just talking. I remember it was like a month or two ago. Mm-hmm. And we were mentioning like how, like, man, this process gets lonely. I was like, for real? <laughs> and you was like, yeah, bruh. Sometimes I just be at home. I just be like, yeah, my work done. I just sit back for a second. Like, damn, bruh. Nobody's really coming to see me. <laughs> And then it's crazy because I was like, for real, same here. Me too, me too. Yeah. I was like, we like finishing each other's sentences and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy, right? Because like, like I tell you, there's people who make little sly hate hating comments on the dynamic of like our friendship, our, mm-hmm. our friend group, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh my God, y'all have friends. Y'all have real friends. Mm-hmm. You guys don't understand what I go through when I say I'm lonely. I don't have yeah. no friends. But even... When you have such good people around you, good yeah. loved ones around you, a solid support system, you still have to go through the loneliness of the process. Yep. It's unavoidable. You yep. feel me? And for even people like us who are actively supporting each other, 
mm-hmm. we still have to face those moments of yeah. loneliness and acceptance that this is really part of the process. Mm-hmm. There are some parts that only I could do, yeah. only I could go through by myself, regardless who is by my side, because yeah. my soul could step out of my body and stand next to me, and I'm still going to have to go through certain parts alone, and mm-hmm. it's, it's unavoidable. You know? Yeah, it's like, because at the end of the day, no one can pay all your bills. No. Nah. No one can... <laughs> No one can, you know, provide for your family. For sure. And no one can take care of your kids and right? that. No one can do that for you. So it's like part of it's gonna be lonely. For sure. At the end of the day, that's it. Yeah. No, no way around it. And it's not gonna kill Future. you. Future. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> You're gonna charge them. But yeah. I mean, my whole thing, like I always be telling myself and people is like, if it don't kill you, you straight. If mm-hmm. you die. Oh, it's game over. Like, you're done. You're out the game. You can't do nothing. You can't put no points on the board. It's, <laughs> it's over for you. You feel me? Yeah. But as long as, like, you still got life and you're still in the game, yeah. you can fight. I yeah. think, like, most of life is learning how to fight back mm-hmm. when life starts beating you up. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Like, you're either going to, like, curl into a ball and lay there and start crying or you're going to shed a couple of tears and fight back. Yeah. Sometimes you might be fighting back while you're crying. Because <laughs> I've had those Thanks. moments, bro. I'm swinging back and I'm shedding tears at the same time. But that's what it called for in that moment. For sure. And so we move on to the next extreme, which is to be so good they can't ignore you. Mm-hmm. We pass the ball back into your court, Nathan. Yeah. You can read the second rule. Oh, okay. Two. So rule number two. Only polished diamonds shine. That's that. Yeah, for sure. So, what you mean by that? Um, in my, I guess I can explain what I meant by that first. Mm-hmm. Right? So, what I meant by that was when you think of right a diamond, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if when it's in the mud, when it hasn't been, then you clean it off. Yeah, it hasn't been cleaning. It, it's yeah. not shiny, right? Uh, I guess so. No, it's but it's a diamond, right? Yeah, it's still a diamond. So if I'm like if I'm walking down the street with a diamond that's surrounded by mud, right? Like let's say an inch thick of mud mm-hmm. is not shining, and no one knows I have a diamond. Yeah, you safe. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. And it's like I see that with some people who are not networkers. Yeah. Just thinking about. We had this conversation a lot of times with you and you talk about some of the your p- classmates in design, how they have like a lot of talent, but they're so afraid to put their work out. Yeah. They some punks. Yeah. And it's like, but they're still yet still expecting still job there. opportunities. Yeah. And it's like, you have this diamond, but you haven't even cleaned it. So no one knows you have a diamond. For sure. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, Shit. yes, it's a diamond. You might not but even know. Yeah, you might. You don't even know. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you can't expect people to come and find you if they don't know what value you have to offer. That's facts. You know what I'm saying? So like, for the comment, like, um, so good they can't ignore you. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a real thing. Like, you can't ignore Beyonce because she's that good. That's but everyone right. knows what value she has to offer. Yeah. You're not Beyonce. <laughs> wow. Like no one's no one's seen you dance. Okay. No one's seen you sing. You may have Beyonce talent, but 
You never even been on a stage. Your own sure. mom doesn't even has never even seen you sing. Kill. Oh, you you barely even sing in the shower. <laughs> Kill. You feel me? So yeah. it's like until you get to a place where you're no longer thinking that people are gonna search for you, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Wow, like you're some diamond in the rough." Yeah. Like no, like it's not gonna change. You have to shine for people to see the diamond in the rough. That's true. Like, just think about it, right? When you see, when teachers see, like, oh, man, like, this kid is bright. Like, he's different. Like me. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you had to show some glimpse of Of your shine. Of that genius. Yeah, right? It wasn't just you just walking around, like, and not shining. That's true. That's true. You had to show some way, you know what I'm saying? Show that, shine that light in some capacity. Yeah, you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have to let. And it then out. people are like, oh, "Okay, hmm, something's in this this person for sure. Maybe they're about something. Maybe I'll take a chance on them." Yeah, but if you're not showing, bro, ain't nobody showing up. Yeah, <laughs> bro, you think you're a philosopher? <laughs> <laughs> hey, but that's facts, though. That's facts, though. Big, I'm a big advocate for. Um, I don't even do this, but I'm big on telling people to put their stuff out there. Like, mm-hmm. oh, all my little homies that hit me up, all my older homies that hit me up, you know what I'm saying? All my lady friends that hit me up, whoever, like, that's working on stuff. I'm always mm-hmm. telling people, like, test it, you feel me? Mm-hmm. Test your product. Like, you might not, you might be afraid to put it on Front Street, because, like, let's say, like, social media is Front mm-hmm. Street for some people. Yeah. You might be afraid to put it out there on Front Street, but... You know, maybe at your your next family Thanksgiving, go show some of what yeah. you're working on to your cousins. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Maybe your two favorite cousins. Let them see and get yeah. some feedback and see how you can tweak what you got going on. Like, mm-hmm. put it out there. And like you said, with like using some of the students as an example, I walk I walk into this place right where these people are like super talented, yeah, but super timid, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, wow. Like y'all don't and y'all don't even know how great y'all could be mm-hmm. because y'all won't take a chance on yourselves. Yeah. And it's just the saddest thing, right? Because like you said, due to not polishing their diamonds, they don't know how bright they can shine. Hmm. And it's just sad to be outside seeing that. Because like with me, I'm not the most polished diamond. Yeah. And I be getting my shine on. <laughs> I be getting my bling bling on. You hear me? So I'm just like, man, imagine if like y'all was to do it. Mm-hmm. And in retrospect, there's really like a lot of fear and doubt that yeah. you gotta come overcome. Jesus. That just that fear of rejection. Yeah, or it's just sometimes, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's all it all comes down to rejection. It all comes down to a fear of rejection. That's true. Because and and it's also a fear of criticism. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. you have to you have to be able to know like like I like I always say like if you don't die you're fine. Yeah. Like with me, I should be putting more of my work out there. There's like a lot you of should. like great things that I've done that I've touched that I haven't put out there. You should have have laziness. I will admit it because I only it's not no fear of nothing. I don't have that fear in my heart of criticism because I don't really care. Mm-hmm. But like people have to say, I don't really care. So, yeah, I think it's, it's it's a good thing to whatever you're doing, start putting it out there, and just don't be the kind of person who speaks on what they plan to do. 
Because nobody likes the mother effer who's always talking about, man, I'm going to do this, I'm going <laughs> to do that. And you just, you always making announcements, but never yeah. showing up. Yeah. Nobody likes that. You lose credibility that mm-hmm. way. So just make sure you're able to back up what you're saying you're working on and stuff. Yeah. And like, I just put it out there because the number one question that my mentor asked me when I speak on like gaining new clients and new business and stuff, right, is he, he said, you have to invert it from, from, um, from how are people going to find, how am I going to find new clients mm-hmm. and new people to work with to how are people going to find me? For sure. And when you focus on how are people going to find me, you're going to come up with those strategies to put yourself out there to yep. be seen. Because until you're seen and allow yourself to show up and be seen, like you said, nobody's going to come searching for yeah. you. You ain't that sweet. And you don't and, go looking for things you don't know about. And even to that point, right? Um, just recognizing like social media is not the only aspect where you can share. For sure. What you got going what on. You got, yeah. Like there's people I know who have. I remember you had got me hip to like someone we know who has like a popping YouTube channel and is, they're not like the face of it, right? Yeah. But they're making money off YouTube, but they don't post it anywhere on their social media. Yep. You would not know. You would not know. So it's like, they're still putting their stuff out there Mm -hmm. to the audience that wants that content. You know what I mean? Yeah. But they're not, they may not be putting on their Instagram or their Twitter or tweeting about it, right? Yeah, they're not on French Street with yeah, it. Yeah. So, but they still are getting it out there. And that's exactly. the basis of what we're saying. So it's like if you're not a huge social media person, you don't gotta be an influencer. Yeah. You can go to events. You can go yeah. to whether it's coffee shops, you know what I'm saying? You can yeah. go somewhere yeah. where you can put your stuff out there. Your too. stuff out there and put yourself out there. Because you're at the end of the day, bro, like by not putting your your gifts and talents out there and what you you here to create and make and add to the world, you just like selfish. You're doing the world a disadvantage. Because mm-hmm. there's I believe like deep down inside that there's certain things that the world needs, like that hasn't been made yet, that hasn't been created yet and thought about. Mm-hmm. That there's only specific people who could carry them out. There's certain stories only certain people could tell. Nobody right. else could tell them stories. Nobody else could create those things, et cetera. Yep. So if you, you know what I'm saying, and the things we know when there's certain things that we know only we could do, mm-hmm. you you have that like that gut feeling like, damn, because like this is my thing. This is yeah. it. So if you don't put it out there, you just like selfish, especially if you can't put it out there. If you can't, okay, and you know what I'm saying, work towards that. But if you can, you might as well. You're not going to die. If you do end up dying, though, this is a disclaimer. I'm not liable. Yeah, got definitely do with that. (laughs) But I pray that y'all don't die. All love, and we get into the last part, which is to go from being um, networking, Mm -hmm. a network mindset, and this is something new that you introduced me to called a plant in the seeds mindset. Yep. And what's that mean? How does that look? We got about a couple minutes left. We try at this fifty minute mark. Yeah, for sure. So. Um, to me, playing seeds is really just seeing each person you interact with as mm-hmm. a seed okay. that you're supposed to plant, right? So okay. it's like, okay, I met this person. I'm cultivating a relationship with it. Yeah. Some people, some seeds grow up fat and grow fast, and you may reap the benefit of that interaction immediately. That's true. It may bear fruit immediately. Some, you know what I'm saying? It's... 
it may take six years, mm-hmm. but what it's going to produce may be huge, right? Yeah, sure. But most seeds, at the end of the day, don't produce anything. That's also true, unfortunately. Unfortunately. But at the end of the day, you don't know. We don't know which seeds are going to produce what. That's true. <laughs> we don't know. So you just got to water the seeds, be intentional and deliberate about watering mm-hmm. the seeds and allowing them to nurture. And whichever one pops, pops. Whichever one don't, don't. But, you know, only time will tell. Because it's some people who have just doubled back in my life where I'm like, man, I would have never guessed. For sure. And it's like, okay, wow, maybe being a good person did pay out. Yeah. You feel me? So, um, yeah, just plant those seeds and, you know, be intentional and deliberate about, you know, being a good person and developing those relationships. Uh, because when you do, when you when you put when you put effort, and that is watering it, you're putting effort. You're mm-hmm. trying to add value to the seed. It may be double fold. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. like a, one seed creates a tree. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. One seed creates. You know what I'm saying? Like it could feed you. One seed pop. It could feed you for the rest of your life, bro. That's true. So, but don't bet on which seed it's going to be, bro. I tell you, I'm going to tell you this for a fact. Do not bet on which seed is going to be the tree. Yeah, man. Because it never is. Yeah. I've I've learned that lesson, (laughs) especially like hopping into this game. I learned that lesson early. Boy, initially, some of the people I was meeting, (laughs) man, you would think they was about to change my life (laughs) because- Oh, mommies. Facts, bro. It was the total opposite. Do not. Yeah. Do. If I could get anything across, do not place bets on seeds. I, I would say my advice would be the seeds that you really want to place a high bet on initially, just fall back a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> you might take Don't overwater. You might kill yeah, it. Yeah, you might take an L in those. Like whenever you get super excited. And you know what I'm saying? You have a high emotional reaction to a seed. Yeah, you might want to reassess that. It's usually That's not the one. That's usually not the one. It's unfortunate, but... Yeah, it's all it's, good, though. It's life. You're living, you learn, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh, mommies. All right. So, to close it out, mm-hmm. we had Gardner Nate, Farmer Nate, whatever you want to call him. He had five five tips... To growing fruit. Yeah. <laughs> I'ma lay them out. Step one, figure out who is in a circle that is critical to your success. Step two, list the top six categories of people that are critical to your success. An example for somebody who wanted to enter the copywriting space would be startup founders, entrepreneurs. UI and UX designers, graphic designers, web designers, developers, etc. Step three, meet five people in each role. That's a lot of people, cuz. You sure? Yeah. I mean, nah. This is this is the game I got from Ryan Leslie. Oh, okay. Yeah. This All is right. his, 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 his rule of 30. This is okay. his 30 rule. Yeah. So, yeah. Meet five people in each role. Mm-hmm. And step four, be intentional and deliberate about building these relationships. Yeah. So, once you meet these people, 
the next step, final step is, I remember this is from the article, but to work as, work hard on your craft and what you do and your, you provide, um, you know what I'm saying, to the world or whatever it is you're doing. Work hard on that, but also work hard on cultivating these relationships because yep. they they could end up merging. Mm-hmm. And when it comes, you want to be ready on both ends. You For feel sure. me? Because you don't want to meet somebody who could, you know what I'm saying, connect you with somebody else who you could use to elevate and you like sloppy. Mm-hmm. You feel me? You spent all your time going to <laughs> to the bar every every day <laughs> and going to happy hour instead Thanks. of working on your craft too. So now you just like sloppy and you talking about some yeah, I'm a I'm gonna let you know, man. I gotta, <laughs> gotta put something together for you. You feel Thanks. me? You don't wanna be that guy. For sure. But um yeah, man, with all that said, yeah. we done come to the end. I just got one last thing. Man, this I is, thought you was done. Go ahead. Uh this is last for sure, for sure. Piece of game my homie Living Good actually gave it to me. Um, shouts, shouts out to Living Good. He was like, somebody, this is someone, something someone had told him. Mm-hmm. Basically, it says it's 10% talent, 20% your network, 70% God's timing. And that really spoke to me. And I just wanted to share that with the podcast listeners. For sure. Thank you. Appreciate that. You All right. Huh? Go ahead. Oh, I'm about to close it out. Mm, go ahead, bro. All right. So, with that last gem being dropped, I'd like to thank y'all for listening. Thank you for your time, your lending us your attention. And we hope that our intentions were transmitted to you wherever you at as you listen to this. Once again, this is the Balu Campaign Podcast, where we acknowledge imperfections. We celebrate growth. We recognize strength and vulnerability, and we strive to keep it authentic. Keep doing what y'all doing and doing it how y'all do it. And until next time, Balu Campaign, we out.